Welcome in to your Monday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your weather command forecast. For the rest of your Monday, sunny with high 70 to 75. West winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly clear. Lows 45 to 50. West winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Tuesday, sunny. Highs in the mid-70s. West winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tuesday night, mostly clear. Lows 40 to 45. Northeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday, partly cloudy in the morning, then clearing. High 65 to 70. East winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Wednesday night, partly cloudy. Lows around 40. Thursday, warmer and sunny. High 75 to 80. Thursday night through Saturday, partly cloudy. Lows 40 to 45. High 65 to 70. Saturday night and Sunday, mostly cloudy. 20% chance of rain. Lows 40 to 45. High 60 to 65. Northern Home Essentials in downtown Haver suffered minimal damage in a Sunday afternoon fire. The Haver Fire Department received a report of a fire at the 200 block of 1st Street at 1.35 p.m. Sunday. The fire was out by the time the Haver Fire Department made it to the scene, but they helped secure the area. The Haver Police Department assisted in traffic control. The building suffered some damage, which was mostly smoke-related, and will be closed for a few days. No one was injured. Stay tuned to New Media Broadcasters for updates. Major progress has been made this summer and fall on the U.S. Highway 2 road construction project between Haver and Chinook. Ella Courier is a Montana associate for Solutions 360 and the public involvement coordinator on the project. She says crews anticipate the majority of work on the 10.4-mile stretch of road will be done by the end of construction season. The contractor and MDT are anticipating to have the entire driving surface paved, you know, as well as approaches paved, and then they're also anticipating to have traffic running on all four of the new bridge structures. Most of the work that will be left after this fall will be relatively minor. A small amount of miscellaneous, you know, topsoil replacement, seating, cutting rumble strips, putting paint on the final pavement, things like that that are going to remain. Courier says the community will see major benefits once the new road is complete. I think everyone likes driving on a brand new asphalt and it'll also, you know, it'll have wider shoulders to accommodate, you know, mail delivery, school buses, things like that. And it'll also have some passing lane and some turning lanes where there weren't any before, which will improve the flow of traffic. The $28.9 million project is scheduled to be completed next spring. The project began in November 2019. The Chippewa Cree Tribe of the Rocky Boy Reservation is holding a primary election for several positions on the business committee. The primary is scheduled from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. this Tuesday at the Vocational Technical Building. The position of chairman, as well as four committee member seats, are up for grabs. The top two candidates in the chairman race and top eight candidates in the committee member race will advance to the general election. Those vying for the chairman position are incumbent Harlan Gopher Baker, as well as Russell Standing Rock and Alvin John Windyboy Sr. There are 31 candidates vying for the four committee member seats. A list of candidates can be found on the Chippewa Cree Tribal website. For election information, contact the election clerk at 395-5705. And now for some local election news. In a rematch of the 2018 general election, Republican G. Bruce Myers is vying to unseat Democrat Jonathan Windyboy to represent House District 32, which covers both the Rocky Boy and Fort Belknap reservations. Myers says one of his top priorities, if elected, would be to try and get local economies back on their feet. And I think we need to create uh, new businesses on the reservation. I think that the jobs are very, very 
sorely needed on the reservation and I think we need to uh, find out new and better ways to do, do that. Myers argues that many of the resources that have been used on reservations to control the pandemic could be placed into controlling illegal drug use and distribution. To the point of locking down reservations and monitoring all traffic coming in out, if we put that much effort into controlling drugs, I think that we would have much safer communities. Stay tuned to New Media Broadcasters tomorrow to hear about Myers' opponent. Democrat Kathleen Williams, candidate for Montana's lone U.S. House seat, campaigned in Havers Pepin Park on Saturday. Williams held a socially distanced talk and question and answer session in front of a few dozen people that lasted about an hour. It was one of 24 stops Williams made on a six-day solutions tour. I'm glad that the Amtrak office is reopening. There's, you know, issues with um, access to health care. And there's folks that, you know, want to see real solutions in Congress and not continued hyperpartisanship and folks that are climbing the political ladder. So that's what I'm hearing. Both candidates have said they are for protecting Montana's public lands. But Williams says her background proves she is an advocate for the issue. I want to go there and use that background and experience both with the science and also my style and ensure that we're protecting our public lands. Williams is competing against Republican State Auditor and Insurance Commissioner Matt Rosendale in the general election. Stay tuned to New Media Broadcasters for continued election coverage. And one more note before we turn to state news. Haver Public Schools has reported five COVID-19 cases associated with the district over the last few days. The first case was reported Saturday evening. Staff and students were in contact with the individual during the period of possible exposure, and the individual was last in contact with others in the district at Sunnyside Elementary on Friday, October 2nd. Those at risk of exposure have or will be contacted by the health department to determine a safe and appropriate course of action. On Sunday morning, Haver Public Schools released a press release that three individuals associated with the district had tested positive for COVID-19. These tests were confirmed Sunday, but staff and students were not in contact with the individuals during the period of possible exposure. The individuals last had contact with others in the district at Haver High School and Haver Middle School on Tuesday, September 22nd. Due to the cases being confirmed during quarantine and the length of time these individuals have been away from the district, contact tracing was not necessary. The latest case was reported Monday morning of an individual associated with the district testing positive for COVID-19. The district staff and students were in contact with the individual during possible exposure, and the individual was last in contact with others in the district at Lincoln McKinley on Tuesday, September 29th. They have not been at school since, and Haver Public Schools nurse Jerry Erickson and the Hill County Health Department are continuing contact tracing. Haver Public School District's buildings remain open, and they continue to follow CDC guidelines. Turning to state news, police in Billings say a man was shot to death during a confrontation while he was walking his dog in his neighborhood. Sergeant Brett Becker says the victim was on the property of the shooter Sunday night and the two men argued. The victim was shot in the head just after 7.30 p.m. and died at the scene. Police say he also had a gun. Officers are still interviewing witnesses to determine what happened. The AP reports the shooter was cooperating with the investigation. Officials have not released the names of the shooter or the victim. Yellowstone National Park officials say 16 employees tested positive for COVID-19 in September, marking a significant uptick in cases. The AP reports the number of positive cases in September quadrupled from the number reported between May 18th and August 30th. 
During that time, four park employees and one contractor tested positive for the virus and have since recovered. Out of the estimated 2,000 Yellowstone employees, a total of 0.08% have tested positive for the virus. Testing ramped up significantly in September. Montana seed potato growers buried or donated their crops a couple months ago, and barley growers are storing theirs in the hopes that the economy hit by the pandemic rebounds and their crops are back in demand. Potato farmer Steve Streich of Creston tells the AP he gave away 70,000 pounds of seed potatoes last spring and is storing this year's crop in a climate-controlled warehouse. His customers, mostly Washington potato farmers, saw a drop in demand for French fries for restaurants and cafeterias. The state agriculture department says Montana's grain, lentil, and chickpea farmers are storing their crops too, hoping for a better price later. A Montana judge has entered a $1.76 million judgment against two now-defunct corporations that were found to have illegally made contributions to Republican candidates for public office a decade ago. District Judge James Reynolds issued the default judgment last month against Western Tradition Partnership, which later became American Tradition Partnership, and against Direct Mail and Communications Incorporated. Neither organization defended itself in court. Cases before the Commissioner of Political Practices and in state court determined each of the 15 candidates received nearly $20,000 in free or reduced-price campaign-related services. The candidates did not report them as contributions, and the corporations were not legally allowed to make them. Montana gubernatorial candidates Republican Greg Gianforte and Democrat Mike Cooney focused on their approaches to the economy and their responses to the coronavirus pandemic in their first debate Saturday evening. Gianforte is endorsed by President Donald Trump and is known for body slamming a reporter in 2017. He is trying to become the state's first Republican governor in 16 years. He faces current Lieutenant Governor Mike Cooney, who is vying for the seat after a long career of public service in the state. Cooney serves stints as Secretary of State and President of the State Senate. Ballots will be mailed to most registered Montana voters starting next week. A second debate is scheduled for Tuesday and will be aired on new media broadcaster stations. Stay tuned to new media broadcasters for more information on how to listen. Environmental groups are vowing to continue their fight to remove four dams on the Snake River in Washington State they say are killing salmon that are a key food source for endangered killer whales. But instead of working with federal agencies, conservationists intend to seek removal of the dams through the political or legal systems. The four dams are part of a vast and complex hydroelectric power system operated by the federal government in Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. The 14 federal dams on the Columbia and Snake Rivers together produce 40% of the region's power, enough electricity for nearly 5 million homes. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat is $4.76, spring wheat $4.64. For Blaine County, winter wheat $4.66, spring wheat $4.59. For Liberty County, winter wheat $4.81, spring wheat $4.64. For Shoto County, winter wheat $4.76, spring wheat $4.64. And for Phillips County, winter wheat $4.61, spring wheat $4.54. And now, taking a look at funeral notices for today. Arhanto Dritchilis, 76, of Haver, entered into eternal rest after a long battle with Alzheimer's on September 26th with her husband and daughters by her side. A private family Trisagan service will be held tonight and due to COVID-19, a private funeral service will be held tomorrow, followed by a public graveside burial service at Highland Cemetery at noon. Memorials may be made in Arhanto's honor 
to the Alzheimer's Foundation of America, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, Care and Comfort Home, Saints Constantine and Helen Greek Orthodox Church of Great Falls, or St. Mark the Evangelist Orthodox Church of Great Falls, in care of John Dretchilis, 31 Beaver Creek Boulevard, Haver, Montana, 59501. And that does it for your Monday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Monday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.